The new issue of Film Comment is out September 1st, featuring a special section on the 57th New York Film Festival, including Bong Joon-ho's Parasite, Pain and Glory, and Pedro Almodovar on his literary inspirations, Noah Baumbach's Marriage Story, Angela Shanalek's I Was at Home But, and Cornelio Poromboyo's The Whistler. Support independent nonprofit film journalism today at filmcomment.com. Welcome to the Film Comment Podcast. My name is Nick Rapold. I'm the Editor-in-Chief of Film Comment, and this is our podcast for Venice, a preview podcast about movies we haven't seen, but we might still have thoughts about. I am very pleased to be joined in this preview by... Devika Girish. I'm the Assistant Editor at Film Comment. I guess we can just talk about the festival a bit. Uh, generally, uh, the Venice Film Festival starts typically late August, uh, runs into September, overlaps a tiny bit with the Toronto Film Festival, um, usually f- entirely with Telluride, uh, and it's part of the. It's been taken these days as part of the inexorable march of uh, f- films coming out in the fall that are seeking attention. Um, but it also happens to be a festival that just shows some very, very good movies uh, by filmmakers doing interesting work. So we should clarify that Devika is, is, is an interlocutor. Yes. I am I am not going to the festival, but I'm advising Nick on what to watch and what not to watch. <laughs> so uh, Yeah, we, we need an impartial, in the sense of not seeing the movies. <laughs> Um, person but but i mean you know as much as i do i guess so at this point at this point um i guess i am curious like you said it's part of the um inexorable march of films but also of the fall festival season and there's all these uh, festivals stacked back to back and is there anything in particular you look forward to at venice every year Uh, well i i find it a festival that is very nicely focused. The lineup numbers around 20 films in terms of the competition. And there's just maybe a less feeling of a, of a rat race there or of a all-you-can-eat buffet like um, uh, the Toronto Film Festival can feel like. And that just, I think, allows for a bit more time to reflect upon the movies uh, and, you know, talk amongst ourselves about them. Um but yeah, I mean that that that's that's what's that's what I, I I like about it, and I think that's just something to be valued more and more. Um, some time to to think about movies and not rush to judgment. Oh, certainly. Um, but yeah, I mean, is there a particular film that you're especially looking forward to seeing this time? Certainly, the opening film is is uh, of note. Uh, it's Hirokazu Kareda. The truth, um, it, you know, shooting with a kind of international but French-leaning cast <laughs> with uh, Catherine Deneuve, Juliette Binoche, um, as 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 a I guess the mother-daughter. Yeah, m- mother-daughter, yeah. just kind of star dynamic uh, with the story. Um, and Ethan Hawke. And Ethan Hawke, of course, is in there as well. Um, I mean, it's 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 hard to summarize films in terms of their their story before you've seen them because 
I mean, other than like a log line where you can try to describe the type of film it is, um, there, there's a risk that you can kind of pigeonhole it a, a, a certain way. So I, I, I guess what I mean is, you know, I'll, I'll have a lot more to say from our podcasts that we do on the ground um, as we're seeing the films there. Um, but that, I mean, that's that's a movie I'm definitely looking forward to. You know, his his last film won the top prize at, at Cannes, um, Shoplifters, and then also went on to some success uh, in the in the U.S. There is there is uh, Wasp Network by Olivia Asaya, starring Penelope Cruz, Edgar Ramirez, uh, Gail Garcia Bernal, uh, and uh, a number of other uh, notable actors. Well, a film I'm really excited to not see very soon <laughs> um, is about endlessness, the Roy Anderson film. Okay, that, what do you mean by that? You uh, don't like his movies? No, I'm. Oh. I just. I, I was just driving home the point that oh, I'm that not, not going <laughs> to <Okay>. Venice. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and uh, so I mean, I am. I am excited to okay, see it whenever okay. I. I will get the chance. Um, but I. We actually talked to him when he was in production a couple of years ago. That's right. I got to talk to him and his cinematographer, uh, Gergeri Palos, I think is how you say mm-hmm. his name. Mm-hmm. And uh, they gave us some details and some actually sketches. Um, so yeah. how Anderson works is he does these watercolor sketches um, in lieu of a storyboard. And mm-hmm. then they build out these like, um, in his studio in Stockholm, they build out these fake sets for each scene and they experiment mm-hmm. with angles before they start building the actual set. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he sent some of these sketches to us actually on film yeah, comment. Um, and it, that was a nice uh, sneak peek at the film. And it sounds very much like his previous films, but also mm-hmm. different. Yeah. Um, it has a voiceover that's sort of inspired by Arabian Nights Um and there's like a fairy who is narrating all these different vignettes that are unconnected, but also connected. Mm. And they're all these, I, I, again, like it's hard to say much before you see the film, but yeah. from what I could gather, it's again, this sort of bleakly comic take on the human condition that he does so well. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the vignettes that were, that have, you know, that he's mentioned in, in press leading up to, up to the film. One of them is like Adolf Hitler in his bunker. And then there's like a couple flying over Cologne after it was like bombed in World War II. And then there's a man who's never fallen in love and a midwife who loves champagne. So it's, you know, you Mm. can already tell that it's going to be, yeah, just sort of an interesting eccentric uh, film. So I think that's, uh, and this is also, you know, his previous films have taken him, what, like seven years. It, it was like one film every five or seven years or so. And, and yeah. um, it's nice to have something new from him, you know, f- fairly soon after after the last one. So yeah. I think you should watch that, Nick. <laughs> I will watch it. I will, in fact, watch this film. Um, and, I mean, Roy Anderson is maybe a good example of an auteur where you can reasonably expect something along the similar lines as what he's done before. Um, but you never know what what you know how he'll change it and um he he you know he's a he's a returning prize winner he won the golden lion um they actually have these these um like winged lion sculptures um hidden in in the the main um kind of one of the two main buildings in 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 the kind of film festival complex 
And it's disconcerting because you'll just be trotting down the stairs trying to look for a way out and they're just kind of crouched underneath the stair. It's like it's someone's house and they just didn't know where to put them. I mean, it's like maybe they have 300 more of these and they're, they're pretty big. I mean, they're not maybe as big as like the New York Public Library Lions, but they could probably, you know, take them in a fight. I don't know. I mean, they have wings. I mean, you know, these are the sort of things you speculate about. Um, but Roy Anderson about Endlessness. Uh, look for it at the Venice Film Festival. Uh, a neat 76 minutes, probably a tribute to the tableau. Huh form that his stories take i already like it. blackout sketches uh blackout form kind of thing um but yeah uh, this strange mix of kind of droll hopelessness and uh strange peering into the abyss of 20th century's worst atrocities um moving right along uh we have uh a film by haifa al-mansur the perfect candidate um, and uh, she had gotten a f- fair amount of press as, as a, you know, Saudi Arabia doesn't have a very huge presence on, on the international, I guess, cinema scene. So especially since she's she's a woman making films uh, as and well. And one of the only two women on the competition slate, which was the subject of, of some conversation, right? That's true. Yeah. What do, what do you think of that? Uh, on on the fact that there's only two women on the on the slate, um, I mean, you know, I I don't always like the kind of counting mode of film feminism. I, you know, things aren't always as simple as that. At the same time, many festivals have taken gender parity pledges and are making a huge effort to um, bring more parity. Uh, when it comes to g- gender and also like other sorts of uh, diverse representation on their um, film slates, and I, I I I can't remember the exact details, but I know that there was some resistance from Venice with regards to that. And um, Jennifer Kent, who was who had an unsavory experience at last year's festival, you know, also being one of the few female filmmakers then uh, was supposed to be on the jury, couldn't be for some reason. But I, I did see that when she was on the jury, she expressed um, sort of uh, she, that she was kind of discontented with the lineup as well. And so um, I don't think there's like lockstep solutions for these things. But it I, I, I do think it's a bit disappointing when um, a lot of festivals have sort of gone out of their way to ensure that there's more women on the lineup. I think it's definitely something that we, you know, we want to keep a close eye on. It's uh, see how that develops, um, and uh, I, you know, her her film will be screened. I think on the first or second day. So it's uh, it's you know, I'm glad to see that it's given a position of prominence. And um, what what did you think of her last film? I think it was a adaptation of Frankenstein. Yeah, which was, yeah, uh, that was a strange film. I haven't seen her debut film, which I've heard is is quite good. Um, um, so I didn't catch that. So I would, you know, hate to base my opinion of her filmmaking just based on this second film, which is this adaptation of Frankenstein. But that was not a good film, um, it, to put it briefly. I saw it at Tribeca, and uh, it's 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 kind of a biography of Mary Shelley, and of course, Mary Shelley lived a very colorful, very interesting life and went on to write what is probably one of the first works of um, science fiction um, in Western literature especially. And it just turns into a very, it, it was a very, I would say overall like dull um, 
very sentimental and dull film, which is not the tone that I would, you know, imagine for Mary Shelley's life story. And it's kind of miscast and um, and not very well acted. Um, and so, you know, I that makes me a little bit apprehensive to uh, about this film. But then this film also seems like, I mean, it's about a woman running for uh, like a local election, like a local um, council seat in Saudi Arabia. And it's supposed to be sort of a, a comedic political uh, drama. And that's a premise I want to see play out because that's something yeah. you really don't see too much on the international festival scene. And it seems like she, Haifa um, Al-Mansur, would, seems like that, fit that material would you know fit her so um i'm definitely curious to see how how it is yeah for sure uh, i mean i uh, i'll definitely be seeing that film as well and moving along just you know a lot of variety in in the selection i think that can be said uh, switching gears entirely you have marriage story uh from noah Baumbach. Um, starring um, Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver as a couple whose relationship, whose marriage is on the rocks. And it could be also titled Divorce Story. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, and, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, you know, I think this is a film that's, you know, one of his more, uh, you know... It's a. It's kind of. A, a, it promises to be a, you know, pretty, pretty intense, but also characteristically witty treatment of very, you know, emotionally intimate and intimately observed relationships. I've always found Baumbach a, a pretty acute observer, uh, just a certain slice of of life, and uh, I think I think this is a movie that people will be quite struck by. Um, you know, and then rocketing into space, you have um, Ad Astra, Per Aspera. The actual title is just Ad Astra, but I, I, when I see it, I think Per Aspera. Um, James Gray's latest feature. Um, um, much it, awaited. Much awaited. So this is this is an, this is a movie. James Gray, always a filmmaker who uses makes the most of a the canvas. You know, you'd say. Um, so it's it's very interesting to see how he'll approach this. Uh, starring Brad Pitt and Tommy Lee Jones, um, also has Ruth Nega, Liv Tyler, Donald Sutherland. Uh, another high-profile film in the festival uh, would have to be uh, Joker, um, oh, directed yes. by Todd Phillips. This is like a classic example of a film having a certain amount of anticipation to it that could cloud your your um, actual experience of it right um because ostensibly it's a film about that plugs into a whole mythology a comic book mythology um i which i don't need to rehash um but it also stars one of the preeminent actors of our generation and preeminent actor of a previous generation respectively uh, joaquin phoenix and robert de niro to my eyes this is something that i think might surprise people i i have heard that one critic was particularly struck by the i guess you'd say twisted or heightened nature of some of the violence in the film i think it's that's that's the word on the street <laughs> but you know that's that's all one can say about that film all gossip of course you'll have to wait to see for yourself uh, that's right 
Uh, <laughs> That's what this is actually just <laughs> one long gossip session, unconfirmed. Um, um, but reports. yeah, no, I'm actually also I am looking forward to seeing the Joker. I just Joker. <laughs> no Joker, the sorry, <laughs> just Joker. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, just because I think I understand people's like some people are hesitant, and it seems like all the actors of our generation are getting sucked into, you know, the Marvel or superhero industrial complex. So it can feel like a bit of a betrayal to see Robert De Niro and Joaquin Phoenix yeah. um, also lost to that great void. But I do, I mean, I'm I'm always looking forward to, I mean, those are actors that you, you always look forward to seeing and see what they do, especially with material that's been rehashed and and that's very familiar yeah um so yeah i i think that that's an interesting addition to the lineup uh another film uh that's <laughs> i don't know if anticipated is the word but uh a lot of people already have a lot to say about the new roman polanski film jacuz um, which i guess has either an English subtitle, alternate title of An Officer and a Spy. Um, it stars Jean Dujardin, um, who everyone still knows and loves from The Artist, I hope, um, and who had a pretty curious role in uh, a French comedy, a, a Quentin Dupieux um, French comedy at, uh, at Cannes. Um, also starring Louis Garrel, Emmanuel Seigneur, uh, and... This is, I guess, a telling of the Dreyfus Affair. And it's an adaptation of the book of the same name. Is that right? That sounds the, right. The Officer and the Spy. Or I'm not sure if that's mm-hmm. just the English translation. of, or, um, But I think there is a book. And, and yeah, I, I guess it, it's a telling of the Dreyfus Affair from the point of view of uh, George Picard, the officer, lieutenant person who uncovered the sort of um the the tampering that that led to Dreyfus being um sent sent to prison or, or basically play you know the malfeasance at the heart of the whole mm-hmm. affair um so interesting uh definitely interesting historical material interesting story well this will we you know we will see uh played out the 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 um debates about evaluating an artist versus their art um and also uh, the the additional facet of uh, festival and um, other um, political concerns about uh you know in- inclusion and um and how those two inter interact so i'm sure it's going to be a, a a flashpoint uh, no doubt yeah. um it won't be a it won't be a personal um, flashpoint in the sense that uh, Polanski reportedly will not actually be present mm. um, for the simple reason that uh, apparently Italy has an extradition arrangement with the United States. I, I, ostensibly is why he, he's not mm. attending. I, I don't know if that was said for sure. The new issue of Film Comment is out September 1st, featuring a special section on the 57th New York Film Festival, including Bong Joon-ho's Parasite, Pain and Glory and Pedro Almodovar on his literary inspirations, Noah Bombach's Marriage Story, Angela Shanalek's I Was at Home, But, and Corneliu Porumboyu's The Whistlers. Plus, film education, Piotr Shulkin, fake movies, remembering John Singleton and Rip Torn, and much, much more. Support independent, nonprofit film journalism today at filmcomment.com. 
not exactly related, but that makes me think of also the Pietro Marcello movie, Martinique, in which um, seems kind of fascinating. Again, all I know of it is from the little blurb on the yeah. Venice uh, website. But it seems like it's um, transplanting the novel in Naples and doing a sort mm-hmm. of um, time and space ambiguous adaptation. Um, oh, okay. I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I, that that seems like another... Uh, I, I quite enjoyed his... Lost and Beautiful. Lost and Beautiful, yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of um, curious melding of documentary and art and... Fantasy. And the Commedia dell'arte traditions. And yeah, this uh, it, the adaptation is from a Jack London novel, the same title. Um, so, About yeah. a proletarian autodidact. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, another, another movie that's based on a book is uh, the new movie by Lu Yi, um, Saturday Fiction. Um, and that stars Gong Li, uh, as well as an international cast, including Mark Chow, Joe Odegiri, Pascal Gregory. And it's, um, it's been adapted by his uh, frequent collaborator, um, Ma Ying Li. And it's, it's sounds like a terrific s- setting story. Uh, it's It's... This is one where I'm like sold based on the blurb. <laughs> it sounds incredible, just the story. But. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gong Li plays a famous actress uh, of, of the theater, uh, and she is uh, kind of caught between two worlds. It's set in 1940s Japan, yes, uh, or 1940s China, sorry, under Japanese occupation. Right, right, exactly, in, in Shanghai, and she's... It, you know, seems to be involved in espionage, but also still is, you know, an actress. And so the, all these worlds are colliding as well as her, her own personal life. Um, and, you know, he's this is a filmmaker who, who always finds pretty, pretty, um, I don't know what the word is, kind of fervid um, ways of, of, of looking at people's personal passions and the historical circumstances they find themselves in. Um, and he can seem like he comes and goes. That's just partly because he's had these long delays where his films, uh, where, you know, he, <laughs> he has been kind of told to hold off from filmmaking for a while um, because he keeps making movies about subjects like the Tiananmen Square or um, things like that. But uh, very welcome to see him um, back, back in competition and back uh, in the spotlight. Um, same, I would say, uh, for uh, Pablo Larín, uh, the Chilean director of Emma, um, and which he describes in his director's note as a, like a meditation or poem or, or some word like that on the human body, dance, and motherhood, something like that. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, yeah, there's a there's a prime example of you know, uh, I, I. I I I I would you know I wouldn't dare to extrapolate a, a whole paragraph out of out of that description. So, um, you know, he he was last at Venice with Jackie, which I, I seem to be in the minority of people who like. Um, Definitely, in, well, I guess it's just the two of us in this room. So, so this room 50, is evenly 50. split. Yeah, um, but I did enjoy Neruda, which was almost. Um, simultaneously yeah it's true it yeah, played it almost simu- simultaneously and Neruda I thought was brilliant so yeah yeah 
Sirogera with Waiting for the Barbarians, with a very exciting cast, Mark Rylance, Johnny Depp, Robert Pattinson. You know, then some familiar names, but we haven't seen for a while, maybe. Um, Adam McGoyan with Guest of Honor. Um, nice to see David Thewlis back uh, back on screen. The new Soderbergh. Yes, uh, yes, indeed. Uh, so that makes two films in one year for <laughs> Soderbergh. Um, earlier, High Flying Bird, which was a very interesting film that actually seemed to come to life in the in the real world uh, even more since it came out um, but the laundromat is i think also based on a nonfiction book it's basically about the panama papers um, and that was the case as you probably recall about offshore accounts and all the nefarious methods that the rich the super rich the kind of rich the richer than you or me people use to hide their money from for tax reasons or other reasons um, and Soderbergh has, has found a way to con- construct a film around that um, with the help of Meryl Streep, Gary Oldman, Antonio Banderas uh, as well as Jeffrey Wright uh, and even more people um, but, the, but the main two characters uh, or three are uh, Streep uh, and Oldman and Banderas. That's another thing to look forward to. Lots of Lots of mining of history on this True. lineup and uh, maybe just a more general trend turning to old or like historical political happenings. I don't know, possibly mm-hmm. as, as a way to make sense of the present or I have fair, fair observation. <laughs> predictions I couldn't for, argue with for that. where we're headed. I don't know. I mean, certainly the past at least seems to stand still. So you can sort of try to analyze it, whereas the present just keeps on happening. Um, uh, other films are uh, The Painted Bird, directed by Vaclav Marhul. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, there's also, you know, an Italian contingent here, Mario Martoni, uh, w- with the mayor of Rione Sanita. And uh, another um, uh, woman in the lineup, Shannon Murphy. Uh, this is somewhat uh, interesting and unusual um, because it's a first-time feature. Yeah, she's and an Australian... Um, yeah, debutante director. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, for uh, sure. Uh, the movie is called Baby Teeth. Ben Mendelsohn is in it. There are a lot of fans of uh, Mr. Mendelsohn. Uh, and uh, what is there to say? I mean... It's it, it's an interesting... I mean, um, given all the sort of grand, epic, historical plots we've been summarizing, this, this, this is pretty different, kind of more... It's kind of blurb you encounter, you know, at Sundance, I feel. But... Um, seems to be about a young girl who's fighting fighting cancer for the second time around and her relationship with her parents and, and sort of her um, contending with her disease and rebelling uh, within the home. That's all I could gather from the blurb. Um, yeah, I think this is one you'll you'll just have to walk in blind, Nick, and and report to the world <laughs> if you've encountered a, a new talent. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think that's, that's you know, one of the things you love most is is just seeing, going into something that you really have no preconceptions about and you're just able to experience fresh. I like to say again and again on these podcasts, I, I at least do not go into movies like rooting for the thing to fail. <laughs> uh, I go into it, you know, really excited for what it can be. And, and um, this uh, definitely Baby Teeth is, is, is uh, one of those examples. Um, I just want to jump back for a second because 
I forget if we we we've said what a couple of these movies are 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 about as well. But like um, Waiting for the Barbarians is also notable as um, it. Uh, we were mentioning about adaptations. This one ad- adapts a Jam Coetzee novel, which is not a very frequent uh, occurrence. Um, I mean, it's happened, but. Um, and you know has very interesting cast because uh, you know Johnny Depp um, and Robert Pattinson are also in that. Just thought that was interesting uh, to mention. Hmm. He's a director uh, with Birds of Passage. I, I think it kind of came prepackaged as if uh, it was a crime epic, um, you know, done in the old style. And um, I didn't entirely get into it, but you know, clearly it was a filmmaker already with Embrace of the Serpent too. That that you were curious, but his next move is is going to be um and this is already a movie i i remember um interviewing robert pattinson and he he was kind of going shopping you know watching movies by many different directors and saying oh i'd love to do one with this person and contacting all these people um and this was one of the people he had already contacted and was was coming up already um so who knows what else uh he's he'll be appearing in um he's also in uh the king David Michaud, which is actually a movie that's um, out of competition. And Starring this is Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. Um, many of you may be familiar with Mr. Chalamet's work. Uh, and I think there was a trailer that just appeared for it. But that's, you know, that's that's one thing that's out of, out of competition. People often ask, why is one thing out of competition? Why is another thing in competition? I'm reminded of when uh, the number six line... Uh, in the New York subway line, uh, there used to be a thing where if you you got you got off on the six line, you you couldn't transfer to to the F train or something like that it was transferred one way or another. And there was finally one announcer who had a, a ready-made thing where he said, "There is no transfer available. Reason unknown." I just thought that was such a wonderful, <laughs> compact way of dealing with the subject. And sometimes when things are out of competition, I just say reason unknown. Um, Seaberg, uh, which is about Gene Seaberg. Uh, starring Kristen Stewart. Starring Kristen Stewart. Um, uh, much loved around Film Comic Quarters. She was uh, our cover star a few years back for Personal Shopper. Uh, and here she incarnates um, Seaberg. Uh, who had a pretty torturous existence, thanks uh, to the FBI. Um, co-starring Anthony Mackie and Vince Vaughn. This, you know, will be interesting. I, I think it's scheduled for a fall release as well. Uh, also out of competition, Reason Unknown. Uh, director Benedict Andrews. Um, there are also, uh, there's also a fair contingent of uh, non-fiction films. Um... You know, Frederick Wiseman often has been making his debuts for the past few years here. He does not have a film in this lineup, but we do have new films by Alex Gibney, Citizen K, uh, as well as The Kingmaker by Lauren Greenfield. He might know from Generation Wealth. And uh, New Loznitsa. And a new Loznitsa, that's right. This is another, uh, I believe, another found footage work, I think, right? I feel like he's made like already made two films this year or is that yeah. or, 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 or or plenty in yeah. in recent times he, so. yeah that's why he's known as the hardest working man in show business <laughs> that's what people say um but state funeral definitely movie i'm also looking forward to uh the kingmaker just want to mention lauren greenfield that's about emil de marcos um 
who is a very, <laughs> I guess, notorious figure in, in uh, world history and Fil- Filipino history. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what, what comes of that um, portrait. Um, you know, there's also a documentary directed by Tim Robbins um, and other other goodies untold uh, in the lineup. Um, Simon Liang, who was there the other year with Your Face, not Your Face, but a movie My called face? Your Face. No. <laughs> Easy confusion, but in fact, the title <laughs> of the movie is Your Face. And uh, now he's back with, I guess, for the anniversary of some sort for Goodbye Dragon Inn, just completely magical film. Uh, he's also doing some form of performance. I just want to mention that because oh. it'd be easy to miss that uh, in the schedule of everything. So um, I'm, I'm very curious to A see what he does. performance? Yeah. I, 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 I hesitated to read too much more about it because uh, I just kind of wanted to experience it fresh. Um, but he's he's already a, a filmmaker, an artist who has experimented a lot with the spaces between film and uh, installation and virtual reality he, mm-hmm. we, we um jonathan romney wrote about a recent piece he did so that's another uh, attraction uh and you know there's there's plenty more films you know by no means you should take this as the the be all and end all of what's what's at venice i'm sure people will discover more and will learn more as they see see the films um yeah, there there's, are, there's, there's always the um I mean, it always seems to me like the horizon section can be pretty exciting too sometimes and unearth new global sort of filmmakers. and Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Critics Week they have as well. Uh, and there's also a virtual reality section that they're building out um, more each year. Um, I, I should also say that some of the movies we're talking about kind of make this podcast double as a Toronto Preview. That's true. Or just as a fall, as a fall, <laughs> fall preview. festival preview. Yeah, so maybe this is more like a fall festival preview. Um, so take it in that spirit. Um, I, I will say that Devika is going to be covering the Toronto Film Festival with That's us. That's true. We're all very excited about that. Um, and yeah, we'll have a whole bunch we'll more have, to say. We'll have, we'll have more specifics yes. in the podcast to come. It's true. Uh, we'll have podcasts aplenty. Um, about the lineup there and also look forward to the New York Film Festival um, which will be showing a number of these films and we'll be able to talk more uh, then in in podcasts then so you just we will not shut up (laughs) and also I guess this is a wrap up make sure to look at our upcoming September October issue uh, which includes perhaps includes one or two of these films um, that are coming up on the fall season circuit. And it's our special New York Film Festival that's, issue. That's so. right. That's right. So it's essential reading. If you don't pick up the September, October issue, if you don't subscribe for a year, two, three, four, five years, you'll you'll be a lost soul. And, and no one wants that for you. So I think we'll bring it to a close before I get any more fanciful and grandiose <laughs> But, uh, or threatening. <laughs> that wasn't a threatening. That was just genuine concern about our listeners and, and just the direction they're taking. I'm just worried about them. Uh, I just think Film Common is, 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 could do them a lot of good. Um, but all kidding aside, thank you for or, listening. Or as they say, subscribe to Film Common for clear skin. <laughs> <laughs> Did we say that? Wow. I, I didn't even know that's... That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's not a, we're not doctors. That's not an actual claim. Um, it's just possibility. So 
thank you for listening. And we will have more podcasts, as mentioned, from Venice uh, about the films as we're seeing them. So talk to you then. Thank you, Devika, very much for being very patient. <laughs> thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Film Comet Podcast with music by Greg Angi. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Film Comet is a bi-monthly magazine published by the Film Society of Lincoln Center. Since 1962, Film Comet has featured in-depth features, critical analysis, and feature coverage of mainstream, art house, and avant-garde filmmaking from around the world. Visit us online at filmcomet.com to purchase a print or digital subscription to Film Comet. Or check out our app, available on Android, iOS, or Kindle. The new issue of Film Comment is out September 1st, featuring a special section on the 57th New York Film Festival, including Bong Joon-ho's Parasite, Pain and Glory, and Pedro Almodovar on his literary inspirations, Noah Bombach's Marriage Story, Angela Shanalek's I Was at Home, But, and Cornelio Poromboyo's The Whistler. Support independent nonprofit film journalism today at filmcomment.com.